Hey, greetings everyone and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. You know, continuing on our thought this week about startups and the tech space and the social media space, I wanted to reflect back on an article that I had published in 2012, just after the Facebook IPO. At that time, with the then recent Facebook IPO, the internet's latest phenomena was front and center. The world was wondering on various topics and so did I. What will the newly minted billionaires and millionaires do with all their monies? Has the free publicity by the media over the years turned Facebook into the household name it is today? Is the company really worth 100 billion with only about 4 billion in revenues and 1 billion in profits? What kind of a person is Mark Zuckerberg? Will his focus now shift to catering to his shareholders and making more money for them? Will he now start selling your and my information to companies looking to leverage the data for various reasons, including selling us what we may or we may not want? How much information should we make public on social networking sites? Is anything ever private? What is the future of Facebook? For that matter, what is the future of social media? What modes will Facebook adopt to grow its revenues and what controversies will that cause? Do we still want to continue on Facebook? Is spending a few minutes to an hour daily on Facebook a waste of time? As a user, how is it that I'm not making a single penny while my data is worth something to someone out there? So on and so forth. So many questions that were broiling at that point in time. True, there were a lot of questions. A lot more new ones evolved over time. But let's take a step back. Eight years before that IPO happened in 2012, back in 2004, when 19-year-old Mark Zuckerberg was building the Facebook product, even he wasn't aware that it would grow to be what it is today, and perhaps much bigger in the future. He probably didn't envision building a social networking site just to benefit mankind, but had thoughts of making money off of it, as any youngster venturing out at that age would. It's an undeniable fact that Facebook as it is today, is the result of investments and hard work from all those in line to gain from it. There have been and are other companies in the same space that have not tasted similar success. And of course, scores of people like you and me are the reason Facebook is such a big success today. You know, at its core, Facebook is a connector, a platform for connecting, networking, relationship building, both at personal and professional levels. A lot of you might think it's at a personal level. The reason I say professional levels is Facebook is the engine for a lot of business, mostly small business going on. You know, that is where the draw is for businesses to reach out to people through Facebook. Earlier, personal and professional spaces were clearly defined and segregated. With Facebook and so many other social media platforms, that line no longer exists. A company can pitch its products and services right to you and in your face and that too very quickly. Now, that is immense power and reach if you have something to sell. Today, we live in the age of instant gratification. Success and failure can happen overnight. You do not have to wait a lifetime to become a success and attribute all that you did over time to it. You put your case in front of the audience and the verdict is instant. In one way, it's good 
since that allows you the time to step back and act on your next endeavor before a lifetime has passed away. Well, back to our initial discussion. Facebook has thrived as a result of the team's focus on the product and maturing that product over time and people's affinity to interact. It's basic human nature to interact, to share, to build and nurture relationships and here was the ideal platform to do so in today's age. When the platform showed up, people jumped at it. There are those who say that I'd rather meet and talk than use Facebook. That's true. Face-to-face -face interaction or perhaps talking over the phone trumps overusing a screen in between, but it's not possible in all cases, especially at scale. Facebook has let us find relatives and friends living across the world and lost over time. It has become a valuable medium to reconnect and cherish those relations. Talking about the impact of the IPO on the company's future, the Facebook team had to cater to the stakeholders before the IPO ever happened. It continues to do so and will continue to do so in the future too. Earlier, they were a very product-focused team whose sole aim was to evolve the product while finding ways and means of making money. About 85% plus of the Facebook revenues come from the sponsored ads you see on the right-hand side of your Facebook page. Of course, there may be a very small percentage of people who actually click on these ads, but when looked at scale, that's a pretty big chunk. Nevertheless, these are sponsored ads. There was talk that each Facebook user's data may be sold to buyers for about $120 per head, and I'm sure you're all aware of the Cambridge Analytica issue that we've all seen over the last couple of years and what they did with Facebook data they got access to and other privacy concerns that Facebook is experiencing today and keeps battling even today. This was portrayed as another way the company will make money. Concerns over what is being sold, user privacy and user consent rose and continue to be a bone of contention between Facebook and other social media companies and the policymakers. These are valid concerns and over time we will hear more about them. But the bottom line is that Facebook succeeded because of its product and that's where the focus should lie for any startup in the social media space or otherwise. The product needs to be evolved and related innovations need to occur to ensure user stickiness and to find new realms of revenue. Of the 845 million member base that Facebook enjoyed back then in 2012, which by the way now is trending at around 2.4 billion members, over 80% was international with India attributing to 46% of that. India at around 270 plus million members continues to be Facebook's largest member base, followed by the US at 190 million members. Now those are serious things to consider. International growth is good, but domestic membership has to be healthy too to attract and sustain national advertisers. One thing to remember, in the internet world, if membership numbers can grow overnight, they can drop overnight too. Hence, it becomes all the more important that product innovation and customer service, whether direct or indirect, are prime considerations in the future Facebook growth strategy. 
Facebook chat came in 2008. Instagram, which currently is on its growth spike, was acquired in 2012. WhatsApp in 2014. And that streak of innovative possibilities tied to social interaction need to continue. Here's to the continued growth of the world's beloved keeping in touch platform and there's no knowing what's going to be next, what's going to connect us in ways we haven't even thought about, we haven't even dreamt about. Hey, I hope you liked that episode. Please make sure you subscribe to planbsuccess.live or go to Plan B Success Podcast on your favorite platform and subscribe there. Share the word, spread the word, let your friends and family know so that they can benefit from this content as well. And by the way, while you're at it, please do leave a review, please do leave a rating so that we may grow the audience for this podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you.